0: Just go to Indeed.com slash wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Tries to win it. <laughs> you win? Of The Missouri Tigers and the Kansas State
1: Welcome everybody to the Border War Podcast on the Kansas City Sports Network. We are presented by 360 Vodka. I'm Jared Sutton, joined as always by Jeff Hawkins. Jeff, it's it's been a little while since you and I have yeah. done a pod, man. Uh, we got a lot I to know. cover with with both Mizzou and Kansas, but let's let's start uh, talking about the, the Pembroke Hill Raiders, man. You're you're the head coach of Pembroke Hill. Great postseason run. Got to the the state championship final four. What a year yeah. you guys had. How's it How's it feel? uh
2: i appreciate that man you know for one it's been i I missed you guys jared we've been away and i think i've hopefully been away for for good reasons you know involved with uh pembroke hill and and trying to make a postseason run in which we did but it was it was a great experience Uh, uh, from a perspective where you know pembroke hill and the community haven't experienced uh that state run the final four since 2007 so it was a pretty big deal as far as, you know, being able to accomplish that for the community and then just for the players that have never been involved in that type of an atmosphere. It was cool to see, you know, them react in it. And, you know, I've been blessed to to win a state, two t- state titles at the high school and uh, be able to, uh, you know, go on to the collegiate level and, and make it to two final fours as well too. So, As a coach, it was pretty cool for me. I've never done it as a coach, so it was new from that perspective, making sure my team was ready and prepared for that moment. But it was also cool because I kind of knew the mindset of of being in that type of an atmosphere and just being able to sit back and just, like, watch. Like, the coolest thing to me was watching the kids, like – uh, we had some downtime. We went to go golf and do some little things, but just sitting back and watching them smile and seeing how, you know, they enjoyed it. And uh, to me, that was more uh, beneficial than anything.
1: Yeah. Man, I just – just listening to your resume, go ahead and puff your chest out, man. Like, that's a heck of a <laughs> resume. You know, you win no. two state titles. You get the years you had a KU, man, like, Pembroke Hill's got a great one in you. And for you guys to do this this year – and I remember talking to you back in December, like you guys got had to deal with COVID just like everybody else, yeah. right? Where you guys were, you know, down guys and finding teams to play. And that's really yeah. difficult, you know, the college level, the pro level, it's a little bit different, you know, resources and things of that nature. High school, much different, yeah. you know, kudos to you guys for for just weathering the storm in the last two years. You guys have had such such great success. So it's a testament to, to what you're doing.
2: I appreciate it, man. I uh, hope, you know, we got a good group of guys coming back and, like I said, I went to a final four, went up against a, a strong father totem team with uh, we were definitely out, out, outmatched from size. But, you know, our guys fought, you know, was was, was in one point in the semifinal game to to go to the championship with the ball, uh, taking the last shot. So we just fell short of that. So um, and then, um, you know, just the, the experience that we got coming back is pretty uh we're pretty excited about that as well too. So we're we're pretty happy to be uh if you're in Raider Nation, you're happy to be a Raider and uh, we're just blessed to to even be able to experience something like that.
1: Yeah, I was living vicariously through your uh your videos, <laughs> video videos, man. It looked like a fun locker room. It was like, fun, those, man. those are good memories for those high school kids, man. Like that those are great memories and some guys get to go on and play college at different levels and some that's, that's yeah. their ultimate man. It's, that's, those are memories they'll yeah, have forever. For sure, so, for
2: sure. uh,
1: I was, I was excited for you guys. You guys had some huge wins too
2: on, yeah. this, on
1: the <laughs> run. That's what makes it fun. Right. And you go back and look at the wins you guys had. So heck of a year, man. Um, kind of shifting gears here. There's been a yeah. lot we, that's happened since me yeah, and you for sure, were, for sure. Were on a podcast. So, uh, before we get to, I, I, I do want to get dive into the matchup that Kansas has and the run yeah. that that looks to be a knock on wood. Uh, Kansas has a great path to get to New Orleans. Uh, I will be in New Orleans, so I'm hoping that you know a local school will be there. But let's let's talk first about um, the coaching hires. There's been some some movement locally, yeah. both at Kansas State, who I got a great hire in Jerome Tang out of Baylor. Um, but Mizzou hires Dennis Gates, um, uh, moved on from Conzo Martin a couple weeks ago, uh, following the sec tournament and Mizzou goes and hires a young coach at the yeah. mid-major level. in Dennis Gates, who was at Cleveland state, uh, had back-to-back horizon league championships, uh, before Mizzou hired him over the last two years. And at Cleveland state, he, he rebuilt a program in three years, uh, yeah. which is a great sign, great recruiter at Florida state over, over eight years, uh, under Leonard Hamilton, which is a, Great coach to be under. Um, recruited a lot of great players there: Mifondu Kavangeli, Jonathan Isaac, Terrence Mann. You know, a lot of guys yeah. that brought a lot of wins to that Florida State program. And you know, Coach Hamilton's just got that thing running. They've had so many great players come through there, NBA players come through there. Uh, so there's a lot to, to like there. And what I what I personally like about Dennis Gates is he's got some player development experience at the NBA level. worked at yeah. the, worked with the LA Clippers. So. There's a lot to like there. Uh, Mizzou fans, I think, were wanting a, a big name, right? I, I think the yeah. fan base is always – and obviously, Kansas and Mizzou are two totally different histories there. Um, and moving – you know, Kansas hasn't had to go through a coaching change in a very long time. You had to experience yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but for Mizzou to hire Dennis Gates, I, I think Mizzou fans are getting behind it as they should. I think this is a good hire. And the SEC hired a lot of younger coaches, a lot of mid-major yeah. – up and coming names that um, I think is is pretty pretty interesting. I, I wasn't sure how it would go with all the openings. Mike White started it going to Georgia. Todd Golden goes to Florida. He was at University of San Francisco, very good yeah. coach. Um, and you starting to see Matt McMahon went to LSU, Chris Jans to Mississippi State. I mean, these are young coaches, and we'll see how it all plays out.
2: Yeah, you know, it's a it's an interesting interesting. I mean, it's like the 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 COVID. Uh, port, transfer portal with players. I mean, like with these new coaches coming up and and young coaches as well. Uh, it, it's it's kind of a, a shift and a change, but um, you, you start seeing a lot of these players really adapting and uh really working hard for some of these younger coaches. So to see Dennis Gates uh at Missouri, like you said, you know, uh it's not the big name, but you know, I, I think Dennis Dennis is a guy that. You know he's going to come in and, and change that culture, bring in some some good core values that that the ch- a championship type team and a program wants, and I think that's what he's really uh, really you know z- zeroed in and focused on. And you mentioned too his player development. I think when you can get a coach that has a player development background, um, it's exciting because you know uh, no matter what he has, whether it's a a, a A top 10 uh, starting five or a top 200 starting five, you know that that team is going to end that that five, that team pretty much is going to be a better team because he has that player development background. And when you have that player development background, you you always feel like you have a shot. And uh, I think that's what Dennis Gates is going to bring to to Missouri. And you know me, Jared. I'm so excited. We need this border war, you know, getting getting pumped back up again. I think Dennis is a guy that probably will really embrace that, yep. and, uh, and and light a little fire unto some some um, some of the Missouri Missouri Tiger players uh, behind.
1: Yeah, Desiree Reed Francois, the Missouri athletic director, um, hired T.J. Otzelberger. At when she was at UNLV, now TJ is at Iowa State. Iowa State Sweet Sixteen team that yeah. has fought and grinded. Um, so that's a, a positive right there. Um, I think Desiree did a, her due diligence. I think she had an extensive search um, and really wanted to identify a candidate that not, obviously could have the, the values you want to bring yeah. to to your program and a coach uh, in terms of leadership and you know respect and and a coach that that not only will identify talent and, and get you a program that can can rebuild and, and get wins and compete for championships. Everybody wants that, but also a, a coach that's going to represent the program and with with class. And I, yeah. I think when just in hearing Dennis Gates talk and I'm close with his brother Armin, who's an assistant in Nebraska, I was really excited that, that Dennis was the guy. And if you look to at just the this process of, you know, what happens next, right? He gets the job yeah. He has his press conference, and I think one of the things he said was, you might not have chose me, but I choose you. And he, he went <laughs> kind of down the line of fan base, former players, um, you know, administrators, all these things, and I thought that was good. I, I think yeah. he's going to be hungry. I, yeah. I think he's chomping at the bid and he wants to prove himself. I, I think that's yeah. something that's got to be said. He's a, young, he's a head coach. He has had head coaching experience. Yes, it is at the Horizon League, and he's making a huge jump I think now comes what's the staff going to look like, right? That's always going to be the next conversation. And also with the transfer portal being what it is, Trevon Brazil enters the transfer portal. My boy, you know, I talk so much about Trevon Brazil. Um, But I think a lot of this has to do with NIL. And, you know, we've seen some of these older coaches that have been terminated from positions. And some of these coaches probably didn't embrace NIL uh, as much as, you probably should of where yeah. this is going, where this is going, especially when you're not a blue blood, right? Especially when you're trying to compete uh, yeah. and you're trying to, to recruit and you're trying to get players in the portal. Um, You've got to start to embrace some of these modern day tactics that are a part of the job now and a part yeah. of the industry. What's your t- thoughts on that in terms of, you know, you're a head coach yourself? I know it's a little bit different, you know, but in just knowing what we know now about NIL you got to have a coach that, that embraces that now in today's, today's college basketball. Uh, yeah.
2: Uh, obviously I'm, you know, at the high school level, but you know, I look at it from being a player. And if I was a player now, like I would be all I, that's all I'll be. I mean, my mind would be obviously focused on some other things, but it'd be, it'd be about those NIL deals. Cause you see so many other people getting paid from it. And, Um, You know, I think these coaches have the the ones that embrace that can embrace it and show like, hey, I understand. I want to help out. Let me know what I can do. Here's what we have. Uh, Here's our plan for how we can can help you out. Um, I think those are the coaches that are going to succeed more in this because that's what the kids want. And it's so popular right now. And as a coach, you know, you got to sometimes get out of your your old ways. And you always got to be ready to. Uh, adapt to, you know, these younger kids to a certain degree. I mean, you always have to, as a coach, be able to put your foot down and, 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 and know that you can always do it your way. But I think some of those coaches that can adapt and, uh, and adapt to, you know, understanding and wanting to learn and wanting to, you know, carry out what the NIL is all about, those are the coaches that are going to be successful.
1: Yep, I do want to touch on too. Trevon Brazil, Aiden Shaw, who is a a recruit that Conzo had that yeah. um, decommitted. You know these these players are obviously going to look around and and see what's out there. This is a part of college basketball. But I also would say, like from a coaching standpoint, you know this is now Dennis Gates' team, and although yes he's going to try to keep and retain players that were on the roster, not, not everybody, but he is going to probably try to create a culture right away with keeping some guys around um, that want to be there. That that's important. Um, But I do think it's his program to build and to build that. And we'll see what style of play he plays. I I do think there's going to be some adjustments just off personnel alone that he's got to do to compete in the sec. It's a much different type of game than the horizon. So let him build his his team how he wants to build his team. You know, if, if a couple guys are walking out the door that you really want, there could be some things behind the scenes of you know maybe Coach Gates wants to wants that to happen. Maybe he wants to retool the roster how he wants to retool it. Yeah, and that's that's there's got to be some trust there in that coach that he might know what he's doing <laughs> to build the team that he wants to build to play a specific style of play. Yeah. And that was that was talked about a lot after moving on from from Conzo Martin is. Trying to create, yes, you. every coach wants to have a tough, defensive-minded team. You know, you, you want to have that. But you also want to have a coach that has, you know, a, an ability to adjust in-game. He talks a lot about that at his press conference. Uh, being able to play fast, being able to identify shooting, being able to identify size in the SEC and athleticism and explosiveness. It's part of the league that you're in if you want to compete with the likes of a Kentucky and the players yeah. that Auburn has brought in. You know, you look what they did this year you got to do that. Um, One of the things I do like about Dennis Gates is in his three years um, at Cleveland State, his offensive efficiency numbers grew every year. I mean, his teams got better every single year. And he got the job late. And I think that needs to be said. When he got the job at Cleveland State, it was August. I mean, it it was late where he was starting the semester in the fall, and he's just getting the job. And he was still recruiting at that time. Oh, You talk about taking over a team that was at the bottom of the barrel in total disarray, and he's able to win, I think, seven league games his first year. And then after that, the next two years that followed, he wins the league. And it was told to me by a coach in that league that the the year he won it, I believe it was last year, they probably didn't have the most talented team. They had the best team, though. They played the best team ball, and that's why they won games that to me is a a good thing to hear especially when yeah. it comes from another coach in the league John. yeah yeah
2: it's like like you said like when when you can hear that they're playing team ball like i'm just you know from my coaching mind like it just like that makes me smile and if if you're a fan or a player former player and you understand the game when when you can have a coach that can orchestrate a team to play team ball and then them carry it out. I mean, that's, that's, that's beautiful music, man. It's beautiful music. And that's the type of music that your fans want to see, uh, your players want to be a part of because good things always happen, whether it's wins or losses, good things always happen when you play team basketball. And when Dennis Gates is, uh, proven that that's the way his coaching style has been it's going to be fun to see what he can do with the recruiting tools and the the manpower of missouri to get what he wants there to be able to accomplish uh some of the some of his dreams and aspirations that he has as a coach
1: yeah
0: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed
1: Timing is everything in, in some of these jobs yeah. and, and searches a lot was made of my former teammate Kim English uh, who did have a, a, a somewhat of an interview I think had a conversation um, look I, I think Kim English is going to be a fantastic coach. he's in his first just finished his first year at George Mason just because it doesn't doesn't happen now doesn't mean it doesn't happen in the future For sure. um, and I know it was a lot of fans are saying well this is a risk what happens in two three years if, if Kim goes and takes another power job and, and wants to stay there? you know, you, you can't control everything. Um, you know, it, it just is what it is. The, and there's going to be risk whether you are hiring a big name and a, and a name that's been in coaching for a long time or you're hiring hiring an up-and-comer. That's yeah. just what it is. Um, so I, I think there was so much expectation on either getting a big name or Kim English's name has been attached to this job. And he'll, his name will always be attached to the Mizzou yeah, job. Sure. That's just a part, part of it. Yeah. Um, and I think that kind of led to a lot of the, well, what's going on? You know, Dennis Gates wasn't really a name that was really out there publicly. And I think that's part of what I think some of the fan base was a little hesitant towards. But it does seem like the fan base is now starting to come around, which I think is important because no matter what, you got to support the new head coach. I mean, yeah. you, you don't know what, what he's going to do. You're going off of three years in the Horizon League. You're going off of him as an assistant at Florida State. Uh, and some other stops that he's had in his brief career. He's still really young. He was recruited by Norm Stewart uh, out of Chicago, out of Whitney Young, which is a big-time high yeah. school in Chicago. He's got Chicago ties. So, you know, I, I think just supporting Dennis Gates, giving him, you know, I think the the support that he needs to get behind him. Uh, and let's see what he does. So it's a big offseason, his yeah. first off offseason. Uh, we'll see where, where he's at as we, we start the season next year.
2: Like, hey, like you said, see what he does.
1: That's right. That's <laughs> right. All right. Let's switch gears. Let's, let's talk about the Kansas Jayhawks. Um, my gosh, where where they are right now? Iowa loses. Wisconsin loses. Auburn loses. You know, this path for Kansas is wide open. Um, not just to get to the Final Four, but you know, they they I think that they're, they're playing really good ball. Um, obviously, yeah. Remy Martin is what who we're going to talk. We talked about Remy a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Fully healthy. Oh, yeah. Uh, went, you know Kansas wins a Big 12 championship tournament championship in Kansas City. Uh, and then, man, you, you talk about how Remy's played these first two games in the NCAA tournament. 20 points, seven rebounds, four assists against Creighton. Was great off the bench. Uh, just brings a, a punch that Kansas, Kansas needed uh, off the bench to score the ball. But I just think his decision-making has been really good. He's defended. He's made the right play. He's passing the ball really well. And I would just say Kansas has won two games where Ochai hasn't really had that Ochai performance, right, yeah. that you're accustomed to seeing. He hasn't played bad necessarily, but not to the level we we know Ochai can play at. And they've won two games, and they found a way to close against Creighton, who's a scrappy team. That um, I think Coach McDermott's a very good coach and an underrated coach. But Kansas is in a good spot right now as they head to Chicago.
2: Yeah, you know uh... – You know, speaking on, like you said, Remy, 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 Remy. I'll touch kind of a little bit about everything, but it's Remy. And when when you get Remy and when you get Remy playing with this type of confidence and to be honest, you know, some like I said, we haven't we haven't had a pot in a while, but. You know, I I listen. I listen to a, a lot of a, a lot of people. Don't comment as much, but just listen. And you know, <laughs> Remy. Smart. Was, That's wisdom right there. <laughs> yeah. By
1: the way.
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but Remy, you know, it was so many people talking about Remy, how he was just pretty much done, and I kind of understand why because it wasn't a healthy Remy, and you can see now a healthy Remy. Uh, especially with confidence as well, too, is a very dangerous Remy. And I think the Jayhawks are very fortunate to, to have Remy really clicking at this point in the season, especially in the tournament. You know, he, uh, Remy be able to have so much confidence in this season. And I think that's why you see kind of CB and, and Ochai, um their numbers, you know, not as, more, as you would say, as uh, efficient as what you've seen because Remy's taken, you know, Remy's been a big spark. And I think they, I hope they keep bringing him off the bench is that, you know, that six-man spark, uh, just because I think he's kind of, uh, I think he's kind of owned that, get him in, and he's, you know, he played 29 minutes against uh, uh Creighton. So, I mean, you're getting your minutes, but I. I, I like that little spark coming off. Uh, with with Remy and just that uh, maybe I'm superstitious just that superstitious keep keep having Remy uh, come off but um, you know he's been playing great and you know Ocha I think he's gonna he's gonna get going uh, Remy's been really hot Uh but I think it's you know it's gonna be time here for Ocha or CB or uh Jalen to, to or I mean even McCormick to go off I think And, you know, Remy's just stolen the show right now. And the Jayhawks, you know, they've been playing really great right now. And uh, the the biggest thing is they've been doing it together as a team, you know, having uh, three to four – I mean, four to five guys uh, in double figures. I mean, that's just guys sharing the ball and not really caring who gets the credit.
1: Yep. As you know, Jeff, you just don't want to peak too soon. And I think Kansas is just peaking at the right time. where (laughs) You can sort sort of see them coming together, (laughs) you know. And I did want to just kind of – get your thought. You were a point guard back in your day and so much is made of I, I hear from Kansas fans it's it's Dewan or it's Remy, right? You're either, well DeWan is a great passer, there's a reason why he plays, or it's gotta be well, Remy should play over DeWan because he yeah. can score and he can shoot and all these things. And I, I just it's a good problem to have you got two guards that play different in different ways and their skill set just a little bit different. Yeah. And I still think DeWan is very important for for yeah. Kansas. Like I Defensively, most importantly, and mm-hmm. offensively, you know, I do think he's lacking some confidence. I do think there's some, some a mental hurdle there where you know teams are playing off of him that can mess with you. You can press. You know, you, you want you're not really a score first guard. You're more of a pass first guard. But then you look at Remy, and yeah, you know, I think there was a lot of nerves, and we got a, we got a guest appearance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it, Dad duties <laughs> at the Hawkins residence. <laughs> he just he hear us song about Remy he was right he wanted to ch- chime in here man
2: all right you just want to sit right here you can't say hi just
1: wave hello just wave at the computer there we go there we go you right. just just waking up yeah. the versatility of, of yeah. jeff Hawkins on this podcast everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, just your quick thoughts though on just like the the Remy dewan conversation
2: yeah you know what um like i said i i I like the fact of uh you know remy coming off the bench right now i know you know dewan's you know probably hasn't had his uh his best moments right now but i like i like the fact of you know dewan starting uh which could to me give you know ochai and cb and and jalen a a really good chance to to get going early um but, I mean, the way I see it, it, it could go either way. I mean, because Remy, Remy is playing with tremendous confidence. And if you do put Remy in that role and bring Dewan off, uh, you know, as a coach, you know, you start thinking, what does that do to, to Dewan's mental state? Like, I would have to know more inside of the team. And, you know, and Coach Self knows the, the that dynamic. But I like personally, you know, hey, stay with DeWan, He's going to bring that defensive energy. Uh, gives Remy a good chance to just, you know, get his mind ready before he comes in the game. Uh, and he's, you know, he's been getting his minutes, so it's no worry about that. So uh, to me, it's 50-50, I guess. It could be, it could go either way, but if I had to slightly go one way, it would be keep starting DeWan, bring Remy off the bench. Uh, I mean, you can see Dewan's minutes maybe have declined a little bit as Remy's have bumped up so you know starting and and finish the game are, are two different things
1: yep i would say too remy's kind of made for march he's a fearless dude yeah he comes in the game and it's just all energy and uh you you want him to kind of yeah. stay you know the have the barriers up where he yeah. just doesn't get off the you know his his line his lane if you will um because he's been really good we've seen yeah. Remy where he can he can drive Bill Self crazy too. So <laughs> maybe unleash the final, final
2: Four. Just unleash the Final Four. Get to the That's Final right. Four. Just unleash it.
1: Let's talk about uh, Providence, though. I mean, this is a good matchup. Uh, yeah. Big East champions. They were 14 and four in league play. They got five guys that can score, and you know, I think going into this game, there's a couple guys I circled that, if you look at past history, some Kansas fans are circling as man. These these are the guys to to, to watch for. Um, the matchup that I'm really looking at is Nate Watson and David McCormick in this game. Yeah. Uh, Nate's a load. I mean, he's, he's probably six, nine, but he's 250, 60 pounds. And he's just, he moves guys in that lane. He's a good rebounder. Um, he controls the interior, not a great athlete, but really strong, really physical, important game for David McCormick. And then we'll see the, the, the health of Mitch Lightfoot. Like, I, I think that's important. Like Mitch, you know he, you know when mitch gets in the game he's gonna play hard but yeah with that with that leg I don't I don't know if he's at full strength you know he's gonna play through things um but they're they're going to have to match Nate Watson on that interior first and foremost.
2: Yeah and that's gonna be a big matchup you know not only hopefully you know not only just for uh McCormick you know Jalen you can see Jalen maybe maybe guarding him as well too and like you said who knows with with Mitch and you know uh Watson is a big load and um, that could do a little bit with Mitch, you know, still trying to recover, uh, but Clements, you know, Clemens could, you know, he might be able to come in as well too and, and, and be a big body. I think that's the cool thing with the Jayhawks. Uh, uh, it's always next man up, but I think uh, this is a big challenge for McCormick. Uh, you know, I think he needs to really, you know, take this in and say, there's not going to be a, a next man up. I'm just going to get the job done. And I think if he can do that, Uh, the Jayhawks are going to come off to a good start because Neil uh, uh, Watson, that's a guy you definitely don't want to get going.
1: Yep. Two guys to to keep in mind is uh, A.J. Reeves was a big-time recruit coming out of high school. He hasn't really played up to what he probably was capable of, but he can shoot the ball. He's shooting a career high from three. Um, Jared Bynum was the sixth man of the year in the Big East. He can really attack. He can score it. Um, he led the league in scoring at close to 16 a game, shot 46% from three, uh, but can really pass and play make. Averaged five assists in league play. Really good creator. Um, and especially in the Big East, it's, it's still a good league. Um, and, you know, he was the first player in 25 years with three games of 25 or more points, so he can go off too. Yeah. Um, so you got to cut him off. But I, I think the player, too, that I circle in this game that's going to be uh, is someone that Kansas has to identify is Noah, Noah Horchler, who's a six eight stretch forward, who shoots 45% from three. I mean, I was watching their game against Richmond, and he's just a spot shooter who can come off yeah. screen. He rebounds. He rebounds yeah, eight, nine rebounds a game. Um, not a great athlete, not a great defender, but, again, another guy can stretch it and shoot the floor. So Kansas – has got to defend in this game. There's going to be some tough assignments for them. That's where DeWan, I think is going to have to come in and guard the ball and not give up dribble penetration in this game. Same thing goes for Remy. If he gets in the game. Yeah.
2: yeah. And like you mentioned, this is, this is a game that, you know uh, you know, you talk about to that road to the final four and a lot of, uh, I would say people might be even Jayhawk fans. They're like licking their chops. Like, Oh, we made it. We made it. well, I think if you go inside the coach self camp, uh, they don't, they don't, they don't think that road to the final four is as easy. Uh, Did some teams maybe get out? Yeah. But these are some teams that, you know, once you start getting to that sweet 16, anything can happen. And all it, you know, it's all it takes is one team to get hot and one team to have unbelievable confidence uh, for the, for them to get, to, to be able to get pushed past the game. So, uh, coach self is very aware that this is a very dangerous team and he has to make sure his guys are clicking on all cylinders and they're locked in uh to be ready to just take this tournament one game at a time and never and not look ahead
1: oh, that's uh that's something that's got to be said sometimes the ball just doesn't bounce your way either you know yeah you struggle its just yeah. anything can happen So what makes the NCAA tournament so great is you just never yeah. know what every game's different every matchup is different. I don't even look at seed lines anymore really at all. Like I think Miami's playing really well. I still think, you know, Kansas can beat Miami obviously, but you know, Jim the coach Lernaga's done a really good job that team Cameron McGusty, a former Oklahoma tramp. I mean, he's got Charlie Moore another transfer. Yeah. Like this team is totally <laughs> retooled and yes. they're they're dangerous. They play fast too. Jeez. They play really fast and you look it's like, dangerous. Fast fast and and dangerous. They they don't they they play free too. There's no yeah. pressure. <laughs> right. It's different when you're a top seed and the pressure is on, yes. you know, and I think that's part of the reason that Kansas has somewhat started a little slow in some of their games. I mean, they ran yeah. away in their first round games, even against Creighton. I thought they, they didn't play as fast yeah. as you want. And I remember Coach Self in, in that first round game, he called a timeout early on and you could see it in his lips. Like, you're not playing fast enough. Like You guys are playing slow. And it did look slow. It looked yeah, like they were playing yeah. not to make a mistake. Yep. And you can do that in the tournament. That is what it is. I don't want to look too far ahead, but that Miami-Iowa State game is going to be a good one. Yes. Uh, is there something to in the back of your mind of it's a Big 12 team that could be waiting right there <laughs> to get to the Final Four? And then obviously Miami's dangerous. Like, I, I, It is one game at a time, but... Is there anybody you want to see, or is there anything that you, if, if if Kansas is to move on and get to that Elite Eight, are you wanting Miami just of the fact of you don't want to play a Big Twelve team, yeah. or <laughs> hey, give me Iowa State uh, since you guys played so well against Iowa State?
2: You know, at the end of the day, you're like, I, as as me being a player, I'm always like, hey, take we'll take anybody, doesn't care. <laughs> That's right. right. But like thinking about it, I'm like ah. Uh, as a coach, i like, I'd rather play this Miami team, although we haven't done as much scouting on them, they haven't done as much scouting on us. I will say they
1: know us. Like that's right.
2: I will say can do like this and say, Yep, yeah, this is what they're doing. So.
1: <laughs> the familiarity, man, that's family. It's the league is family.
2: No, so uh me, I say, you know, I take Miami, but at the end of the day, you take Any opponent that's ahead of you, and rule number one is you make sure that you can put yourself in an opportunity to play either Miami or Iowa State. So make sure you don't get ahead. Make sure you don't get ahead of that. When you start getting ahead of that, things nasty stuff
1: happens. It's tough to ask an actual coach and someone that's actually been in, you know, you don't want to look ahead. Like, I don't even want to talk about the next game, but for Kansas fans, like who do I, who are we going to play next? What happens if we get through this game? It's totally different for fans, but um, (laughs) I I still think Kansas though. I mean, they're, they're the team that, you know, if you look at Arizona, Arizona barely got past TCU. Yeah. Um, Gonzaga. I I'm not sold on Gonzaga either. I, I think they're obviously a dangerous team and, I think Coach Fuse is one of the best coaches in the country, yeah. you know. But I just think Kansas—they—they they got it all lined up for them, and they just got to take care of business now. That's the—it's yep. easier said than done. To your point, it's not yeah. like it's just a foregone conclusion. You got to actually get it done.
2: You have to be locked in, and uh, like you really have to embrace every moment. Every moment, don't don't right. look ahead. Blinders on. Blinders on,
1: Blinders man. On. Blinders on. Well, hopefully we're talking about a Final Four next week and gearing up for, for New Orleans. Um, I got to thank our guest hosts here that that joined us uh, <laughs> on the Board War pod. Hello?
2: Just wave again. Yeah,
1: let's, let's say hello. What's up, buddy? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like it's, I think there's still some sleepiness going this oh, morning. Yeah. I, th- I think we're still waking up this morning. He's, it's great.
2: He's he's probably wanting his donuts. Are you wanting there donuts? There you go.
1: There you go.
2: Donuts make you smile. Uh, they make you look up, at least.
1: There you go. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Dad, dad duty on the Border <laughs> War podcast from Jeff Hawkins. I love it. I love it. All right, Jeff. Well, hey man, right. appreciate it. Uh, it's good, good seeing you too, man. Congrats Always. again on a, yes. on a on a great year, man. And we'll uh, we'll appreciate talk. It. We'll talk. We'll talk next week.
2: All right. Hey, sounds good. Appreciate you, Jared.
1: Hi, brother.